you are now listening to the K-Pop Cast, the Agio Edition. We're just coming off of a fun recording with the K-pop show. We're excited for what that will turn out to be. So make sure you go and subscribe. Check those guys out. Again, it's the Mm K-pop show. But for the K-pop cast for today, what are we taking a look at, Supermatic? We're taking a look at the latest comeback from the girl group Gugudan and their song in which they ask everybody, what about a girl like me? That's great. Not not a girl like me, but... (laughs) (laughs) What kind of girl are you, Supermatic? Oh, I don't know, you know... (laughs) I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get this going. What happens in this music video? We see each of the nine members of Gugudan putting a positive spin on the concept of narcissism, each through their own ways of being a medium of art. Yeah, that's the perfect way to sum it up. And each of those mediums can be digital, mm-hmm. painting. Uh, what else do we see? We see uh, one girl is like copying her face in a copier. Oh, we, yes. We've got a girl with her own personal catwalk, complete with the typical K-pop chandeliers. <laughs> and like high fashion photography, yes, right? So uh, every medium imaginable that one can express one's narcissism on. Yep. So this song, it was under the Jellyfish label. Yes. Same label who produced Vix. Mm-hmm. And the first impression that I got when I saw this was like, they're pulling out all the stops Definitely. for this. They contracted Digipen, who I think is becoming more and more ubiquitous for being the visuals of K-pop and known for all their <laughs> colors. I mean, they've done orange caramel. Um, they're almost like the, the Brave Brothers of visuals <laughs> yep. in terms of that, that ubiquitous sound that you hear. Or maybe even the JYP Whisper. Um, so they paid big money for DigiPen. Mm-hmm. They also hired the songwriter who also wrote for other big acts like Twice and Got Seven. And Got Seven. Yes. And they had Ravi produce this. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of resources into this big hit. It was interesting for me to. Like, not just to listen to, but especially with checking out the music video, because the more I dived into this, I couldn't help but have this effervescent question, especially on my more later watches, is like, yeah. what the girls of Gugudan are presenting to us. Mm-hmm. This question I kept asking myself is like, how much do you love yourself truly versus yeah. how much you love your image? I, I mean, can those things be the same? Yeah. I mean, one of those things for you to wonder about. <laughs> it would seem that in this music video, they're trying to say that those things are the same, right? Mm-hmm. That you can be positive, but you know, that's a question for the selfie generation. <laughs> a lot of our Gen Z millennial listeners. Definitely. What would give you pause to make you think that they weren't the same in this music video? Well, I mean, one of the mediums, and I'm sorry, I, I'm still learning the other members of Gugudan's name. So for any Gugudan fans out there, I apologize, but we see one of the members who she's in this box room almost and there's like holes in each of the walls and then you see these thumbs come in so it's like facebook likes yeah and i think it's she's also the same one who we see in the instagram square Uh and filter so it's like she's uh i think what her idea or her own concept was is 
how much do you love yourself for your Facebook and your Instagram likes versus who you really are? Or it's like, is the, is the true validation only from what you get on social media? Yeah. And I think that was kind of the unintended message mm-hmm. in this. I, I don't think they look clearly as it says in the description of the music video that you can find confidence from being narcissistic in yourself. Yes. You know, however that, however that is. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they need to say that you need to be pretty. Although these girls got a lot of surgery from their last release <laughs> but um i think that's the core spirit of, of this music video is that like you can be happy with yourself you can celebrate your own narcissism yeah but as you're pointing out in that one example it wholly depends on the appreciation from all these other likes that mm-hmm. are you know fishing to approve you <laughs> yeah like you just you can't help but wonder where exactly is the line drawn between who you really are and where you put up this front just for the sake of social media and like this whole other persona that you are (laughs) right yeah and then on that note too i just have to say that it was really interesting to me as well that this idea as they say it directly in the in the description box that yeah they're putting a positive spin on narcissism usually when you hear the word narcissism or narcissist pejorative sense yeah, yeah there's a negative connotation and yet you see each of the nine members of gugadon each putting their own positive spin on narcissism because they're displaying and they're diving into their own self-love and self-worth through being narcissistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's an interesting and uh, honestly a quite a provocative visual for when you're watching the music video. <laughs> yeah, in, in visual in what way? Just seeing each of the different girls and seeing how they're presenting these concepts together. I mean, just all the different art mediums that they themselves are representing, but as well as what we see each of them, basically each of them just receiving their own form of validation and just being in love with themselves, but in the sense of like knowing how much they're worth. Yeah. And, you know, I guess to counter your earlier point mm-hmm. and, and not, I'm not saying that I agree with this criticism that I'm about to offer here, but you see a lot of the girls who put themselves in a frame yes. that doesn't require that social validation. Mm-hmm. Right. So one could take selfies of oneself. Right, as we see with a girl in the this the photo studio with having the cameras three sixty around her. Oh yeah. Or having a painting done of yourself or sculpting a bust of yourself. Right. Like <laughs> yeah. I mean, these don't necessarily require um other people to like it. This is where we get into a whole nether philosophical question like if a tree falls in the forest and no no one is around, like does it really <laughs> fall, right? Like yeah, one of those. In my opinion, you gotta applaud the label and the girls for what they're trying to mm-hmm. do here in terms of well, here's another positive spin on the on the concept and on the idea. And that's what we've got to do for this generation, I mm-hmm. suppose. You know, I just was also reminded as I'm thinking about it, watching yeah. this video also, another question that it raised, at least for myself, and uh-huh. I'm asking this, yeah. with the way that these girls are presenting, or at least within the concept of the song and the message, I can't help but wonder if it's kind of a subtle or maybe a not-so-subtle commentary on the overall k-pop entertainment industry Uh and just entertainment as a whole because as we know especially us being like you being a dj and us being k-pop fans and seeing a lot of this a lot of entertainment especially for an idol when you put yourself out there your livelihood pretty much is your image but then when you're so focused on your livelihood Mm -hmm. is your image how much of yourself do you lose in the process yeah 
Going back to another theme that we touched on with <laughs> BTS, you can't hold on to that image forever. Exactly. Things got to grow and evolve. Yep. And you got to be happy. You got to find beauty in, in aging mm-hmm. and gaining those wrinkles. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, now that you point that out, I don't know if this is a message I can get behind. Yeah. And one of our listeners, and I, I keep bringing her up, Evangeline, she mm-hmm. keeps pointing out like, oh, these girl groups are all, all about looks and no talent. Well, to be fair, obviously these girls are very talented in other ways and, and they're performing their theatrics, they're mm-hmm. singing and whatnot. But when so much of your success is tied to your beauty alone in a very narrow sense and unchanging view of what that beauty is, like yeah. that can't last forever. Of course not. So we got to, I don't know, we got to move beyond that, in my opinion. (laughs) Wow. Who knew we were going to go this direction after (laughs) looking at Google Don? I know, like so many evocative thoughts just from what seemed like a simple video on the surface. (laughs) And and not in the ways that they intended. Mm -hmm. Let's give them some positive buzz, though. Yeah. They do a lot of things that would only succeed with a nine-member group. You look at the line distribution Mm -hmm. of this song. And, you know, one would look at just the raw seconds in terms of like, oh, this person speaks for or sings for 14.5 seconds (laughs) or this one sings for 6.7 seconds. You see there's a slight variance in terms of like who's given what. Mm -hmm. But on the whole, with the exception of Sally, the Chinese one, Mm. they are given all equal distribution and not one girl is given a complete verse so knowing that i think what's really cool to note about this is that you because no one girl completes a verse you will have one girl saying a phrase and before she even finishes that phrase you hear the variety of a new voice coming Mm. in right at the end of the old one. And w- this has been a criticism for other K-pop groups, right? Yep. Especially when you have a lot of solo artists who come together. They're too polite to each other. <laughs> that they <laughs> yep. don't like start to layer and blend. And when you have a nine-member girl group like this, you can have that constant changing of different voices mm-hmm. very nicely layered on top of each other. And I think you get that with this. With like a Sue Sally, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sally, who was only given like i don't know four point whatever seconds like the least out of any member for those of you keeping score at home <laughs> and i am willing to say that they probably did that because she's probably working on her pronunciation of korean if i had to guess being the only non-korean speaker in the group yeah and she's still given a lot of visual screen time mm-hmm. so i think that may change for her for those of you who are anticipating, like, well, what about this member who wasn't giving very much? <laughs> it, it still provides a lot of fun variety in a song. When we were trying to figure out what we were going to review today, we looked at this song, and, uh, and I think my initial comment to you, Matt, was like, oh my god, it's another Aegyo song. <laughs> like, do we even want to review it if we're just going to shit on it, right? <laughs> right. At first I watched it, you know, mm-hmm. just like, why is everyone paying attention to this song? Why is everyone blowing up yeah. the song? And then I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of interesting. Then <laughs> I had a like the more I watched it, the more I got transfixed and hooked onto mm. this. And I think I'm really liking this song, both in terms mm. of the concept and the and the music video. Mm. You look at their earlier concepts. Or rather, their only last concept. Oh yeah, their debut, which was Wonderland. Oh my god, I wanted to vomit. Like <laughs> well, that song, it was like a bunch of girls dressed up like they were seven years old. <laughs> and they're all yeah. old each of these girls, except for like two of them, are older than twenty. You can't pretend to be a child forever when you're like, you know, well into maturity and adulthood. That's true. So that that irked me. And 
with this, it seemed like a compromise mm. in that they were preserving that ego quality, but it was still a fun bop. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, it's like this fast, you know, 130 beats per minute song. And you've got these girls layered on top of each other. They're singing really fast, but they still come in with all these like really fun, cute Aegyo ad-libs. Yeah, they do. Especially that hook where they're constantly, I can't say it in Korean, but they're saying the phrase uh, on the hook, which is a girl like me. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But I'm also referring to the, oh, Oh, yeah. Like, I I mean, just just a lot of those sounds Mm -hmm. that don't mean anything, but are thrown in for that stylistic Aegyo. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, that by itself, I don't really like, which we see in Mermaid, where it just feels like that's all it's about. Mm. But when you're able to mix in Aegyo with other things, I think that it actually succeeds, or that it actually has legs. This was a departure from Aegyo-only young girls who don't know how to care for themselves <laughs> into something that's a lot more edgy and nuanced. Mm-hmm. We look at the... They had to have... There was an eight-month gap between their last single and this one yep and they put a lot of effort into giving each girl their own branding Mm -hmm. whereas in the last one they were all the same (laughs) seven-year-old you know with bow ties on their head yep and uh confused helpless look Mm -hmm. this one each had their own personality and setting yeah and as you said earlier they each had their own medium their own medium of art to convey their their narcissism over Yep. I mean, that's hats off for giving each of the girls that spotlight. They needed that eight months so that they can uh, complete their surgery because they don't quite look the same. <laughs> Questionable surgery aside or not, while we're talking about the music video, I do have to admit that it was very bright, fun, colorful, and aesthetically hooking is the term that I use because the more I watched this, the more transfixed I was on it. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's a very fun watch. I, I don't know what other word to describe it it's just like i couldn't look away it, it was so yeah well a great mv yeah this is very in style for digipen because you have a spectrum of different styles that these guys present you'll recall for listeners who have been listening to us for a while my favorite pick from 2016 was stellar sting also done by these mm. guys that was a very um solid pastel ah. right like that instagram filter mm-hmm. this one had a lot more lights and shadows yeah and that, that's the other sort of like side of the palette that we see with DigiPen that we saw maybe a little bit with uh, Rainbow's um, Woo. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. And, uh, but especially seen in their songs like Ladies Code Galaxy. Huh. Or their other Ladies Code uh, recent releases. Mm-hmm. So I think it delivers in demonstrating the concept in a very stimulating way as DigiPen continues to do. For sure. Did you have any other further thoughts on the concept? I just want to shout out, uh, I don't know if it's Digibet or whoever else is working on it, but the styling for each of the girls, because like the outfits that they were wearing, each for their own like solo moments, but then as well as the those moments that we get all, the group all together and they're doing the choreography. Yeah. I like that they had two different outfits and they had those moments where the group as a whole was uniform. Yeah. To be juxtaposed with when they're each solo in their own me- uh, various art mediums. So it's like, it's nice to have both there. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the outfits themselves, the, the girls look really great. So good job to the styling team. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of the song itself? The song was interesting i and i have to admit 
and I don't mean this as any <laughs> insults or a diss, but sure. the very first time I was going to watch the video and hear the song for that matter, I was fooled for a split second because I thought I was about to hear SNSD's Catch Me If You Can. You know, like, dun, 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 that, that, yeah, that yeah, beginning, yeah, that yeah, open yeah. riff, right? Yeah. But that said, I mean, it's definitely a catchy tune. I alluded to the hook earlier, with, and as you said, you know, the ad-libs and stuff. Like, one way or another, you listen to this song once, you're going to remember one part of it, which will make you want to listen to it again, <laughs> at <Yeah>. least. <laughs> It's got these nice steady synths and pulsing kicks that I just could not help but notice. Like it's it's a fun song to listen to as well as the MV. like just like the music video is fun to watch. I'll admit, if this song comes up, I'll jam to it. I'm not gonna skip it. Totally. And that's exactly how I felt about it. It's that that kick that you, you mentioned earlier. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. technically kick, maybe it's just the bass or the bass. drum, whatever. <laughs> it's a boom 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 that carries throughout the entire freaking part of the song, except for the bridge. <laughs> That's catchy and it brings out my inner white boy like dance moves. <laughs> like that this is a song that like if you're a suburban white kid, like this is your comfort zone song, <laughs> right? To to dance to, right? Yep. And that's what this is for me. Mm-hmm. It's like I can see myself going dumb to this song <laughs> exactly and, like, and it's not like it's ratchet or anything but mm-hmm. like it, it's it's a very playful mid-tempo song yeah you follow ravi as a producer again this is a member of vix mm-hmm. what i notice about a lot of his other like soul work and other songs that he's produced is that the beat in the verse sections of the song are very similar to the chorus ah and i, I feel like i see that in this song as well and Excellent. that's not again that, guys that's not a bad thing that's a stylistic choice mm-hmm. and i think it it succeeds with flying colors here wholeheartedly agree with that <laughs> and the reason why it succeeds so well is because it's such a fun bop because you're gonna <laughs> dance your inner white boy half chinese boy that's that's me <laughs> but like that that's like that's what this song is for those of you who like to dance in a very um this is the guilty pleasure there you go that's a good way to put it <laughs> It's a good song to dance to. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be cool dancing to it, but <laughs> it is fun to dance to. For sure. I mean, I I was going to say that even if you don't know the actual choreo for it, because it looks like there is choreography for this song, which I could see at least like the female members of various cover groups doing it. Yeah. As you're saying, like this is just a song that in general you can dance to. Like It's one of those where if you hear it, you're gonna feel at least somewhat inclined to just get up and move right right so last question for you supermatic yes do you think this song would have succeeded as well if it had fewer members oh like if gugudan wasn't at the full nine yeah like what mm. like if they had four members that's an interesting proposition because you know what i was feeling just listening to the variety of voices i feel like you're losing something if you have the same number of girls say it the same number of times Hmm. and uh, again with the concept and in terms of how they're trying to show that narcissism Mm -hmm. in all of its forms i think the theme is a little less pronounced if you only have four case studies that's true i i think it succeeds having a group do it and uh and it's fun watching those formation formation changes. So yeah, I'm definitely inclined to agree with you. I mean, I think nine is a good number here because, uh, as I think is said in the description box as well, it was like nine different girls, nine different 
colors or like nine different perspectives for the audience to each take in it's like if you're like some k-pop fans out there who i know do this you could go and watch the music video a total of nine times each time paying attention to one particular member <laughs> you'll you'll get something different <laughs> what about this idea of debuting a girl as Aegyo. Hmm. They did like a, a concept that was pretty much based off The Little Mermaid, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, in terms of the look that each of the the girls had, it felt like it was only Aegyo. Was that strategically done to introduce them as opposed to having them come up with some edgier, other edgier concept at the start? Hmm. I And the reason why I asked this question, because I've seen some comments like, well... This was a calculated move by the label because starting them Aegyo is more likely to gain that initial groundswell of support in Korea. And then once you have that initial wave, you can mash it up. Uh, I can see that. So I'm more for the mashing up of it. <laughs> but Aegyo in its essence, I'm not so favorable uh, because I don't, I feel like it's, it's we already see it with um, too many other groups right now. Yeah. Like as uh, you've alluded to, even on previous episodes of our show, the egg yolk concept is so commoditized these days right. in the K-pop genre. Yeah. So it's just a matter of We've like, got a pink G-Friend Girls Day that yeah. could have come close to doing this concept. But this is just edgy enough where I think it differentiates themselves mm-hmm. from the other groups. Because those other groups, they've also had DigiPen. Yeah. Do you think any other group comes close to doing what Gugudon is doing? We've seen other girl groups come out. And I think the norm nowadays for new groups is having like at least large numbers. Like, yeah. Like anywhere between seven to like nine at least seems to be the con- the, right. the conforming number. Right. But what Gugudon does well, at least with this one, is as you said, there are large assortment of nine girls but each of the nine manages to stand out in their own way they get their moments to shine and i think that's something that is hard to achieve with any bigger group i mean and this is probably why we see twice taking off yes, so well we, we've right? lauded twice for each comeback they each get highlighted in their own way and major process to any group in general but especially for girl groups Mm-hmm. in k-pop these days that are able to achieve that same uh, different sub brands yes. within the group yes yeah so while i love everything digipen i don't feel like they got to the same production level value that we saw with twice mm. and ooh and cheer up oh for sure right or even with uh tt yeah right that's true i i mean again twice each of those members got just a little more i think uniqueness mm-hmm and how they were presented. And DigiPen, I think, comes pretty close in, in bringing them there. Yeah. But that probably just required more money. <laughs> Indeed. And not everyone can do that. Not everyone is a JYP or an SM or a YG. Yeah. But then on that note, I mean, that's why for me, I mean, I'm glad to see Gugudon taking steps in what seems to be the right direction here because it's hard enough as it is in the K-pop industry as a whole to achieve or hit it big when you're a smaller label right so that's why i like it i mean i'm glad jellyfish has found their girl group because for a while who else did jellyfish really have aside from their boy group which is vix yeah and now and, and the members of that group but yes. individual members right yes. and their own solo activities but yeah mm-hmm. you're right and then now here's gugadon it seems to be taking a step in the right direction i'm just hoping that from here they'll be able to capitalize on it more and they'll see better success for this <laughs> yeah you know when i first saw vix i, I thought they were part of uh, s and m entertainment with songs like chained up <laughs> but uh 
that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> so in terms of how you score this song, yes, for the audio, for the song, one being lowest, five being highest, how would you rate this song? So for me, I actually gave this song a pretty solid 3.75 because one thing for me is that if I find myself debating back and forth between a high three or just barely at a four i go with the high three because that means that the song didn't do enough where i immediately think it's a four yeah and personally for my scaling you know a four is at least in the realm of immediately being a favorite i don't know if this is a favorite song of mine yet but it's enjoyable like i said i'm not going to skip it if it comes up it's fun to listen to i can see people dancing to it yeah 3.75 for me yeah um I hate how we have like the same scores. Like I, I feel like I need to disagree with you just for the sake of being different. Oh. <laughs> but overall, what I want to say about this song is that I did not want to like this going into it. <laughs> like I, I deliberately went into this thinking about how I was going to take it apart and explain why it's horrible. But the more I listened to it, the more I liked it. So this song is really strong starting to grow on me i mean it's like one of those guilty pleasures right up there with like crayon pop in terms of like how embarrassing it is to love it but i love it (laughs) so okay i guess i'll go just minutely higher than you oh so i'll I'll go with a (laughs) 3.85 okay uh for the concept how would you rate it supermatic so the concept was actually where i gave these girls a higher score because the more i watched it the more i realized i was like this is really fun and it's just i like what these girls are doing and upon each watch and i forgot to know this earlier i found myself noticing something new and something different so i actually was one of those people who like each watch i found something that i missed the first second third time around and i like that i like yeah. when a music video has enough content where you're discovering something new especially on a rewatch mm-hmm. so for this i actually i gave the concept a pretty solid four and mm. i th- at first i thought the four was a little high but then yeah. I watched the video a few more times and I was like, nope, it's a four. Let me ask you something about that. With BTS, we had to deconstruct the hell of that thing, right? And there was no guide from BTS. In (laughs) this case, they're like, here's the cliff notes, guys. Like here, like right in the description of the Mm -hmm. video. Do you think that deprived you of like an emotional connection or experience with the song or the concept? Oh, like having that knowledge beforehand? Or just having it so clearly, plainly stated by the label. It's possible. I don't know. I mean, I I like to think, or at least it's easy to say, that if I never read the description box, I would still feel the same. But Mm. I don't know. I think it might just be a personal thing for me. I find it kind of cool to have that knowledge like beforehand. Yeah. Because then you go in with at least a better understanding of what it's being presented. Yeah. I think my recommendation would be for, sure, Jellyfish, but other K-pop labels moving forward who, who go through this effort to, you know, add these layers and <laughs> symbolism. Just give us a tease. <laughs> I think that would just make it more fun, I think, for fans to react to. And I don't mean like in YouTube reaction videos, because you have to take a, 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 a more slower, calculated look at the, at the music video and let it oh, yeah. soak in let yourself absorb the song and the concept more let it marinate (laughs) yeah yeah and so uh, the age-old question that we have on the show like what balance do you go between too obtuse and too like superficial yeah exactly and i think i want something in the middle i think that's that goalie lock zone Mm -hmm. for me so overall you can like it and not like agio yeah and i think that's the tldr for this song (laughs) It may be like an Aegyo brand on the surface, but you do not have to be an Aegyo liker to like this. And props to Digipen, because I think Digipen really brought it to that surface. Oh yeah, definitely. 
But I feel like they could have gone just a little more and making that a little more nuanced of a message hmm. and um, and get that higher production value level from Twice. So for me, it's a 3.75. Ah, okay. Yeah. This so is then, an embarrassing guilty pleasure bop. <laughs> well, on that note, I guess we can start with you. Daybok or not, Peter? It's definitely Daybok. <laughs> All right, and then it's Daybok for me as well. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing more from Gudon. Mm-hmm. Um, so long as they don't go back to that mermaid theme. Yeah, like don't take don't take a step back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they're going to match this core image up with something different, I think that would be welcomed. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'd be excited to check that out. Yeah. If, especially if they get DigiPen again, if they get Ravi again, <laughs> right. if they get the same songwriter. I, I think, you know, they could do more. All the same team effort. <laughs> yeah. Fighting. Yep. So that was it for this episode of the K-pop cast. Mm-hmm. We're still experimenting with what show format works for us. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a shorter look. Let us know what you thought. Just give us a tweet. It's at hashtag K-pop cast. Yep. And another reason to participate with the K-pop cast hashtag and to give your feedback on the show via a review <laughs> on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever it is that you listen to a podcast on, uh, we're doing a album giveaway. Yes, we are. We are giving away a copy of the brand new BTS album, Wings, You Never Walk Alone. So if you would like to be the lucky winner of that album, shout out to all the armies out there, <laughs> what you can do is leave a review on whatever platform it is that you listen to your podcasts on the K-Podcast. And just take a screenshot of your review and tweet it out with hashtag KPopCast. We'll take a look at all the entries, and we are going to be receiving them and looking at the lucky winner by March 8th. So get your entries in and leave us a review. Help us out. We'll help you out. Yep. And one of you will win the album. Yep. May the odds be in your favor. <laughs> and while you're on Twitter, why don't you just give us a tweet? Supermatic can be found at... At Supermatic, which is S-O-U-P-E-R-M-A-T-I-C. And I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. Um, I also want to apologize for the paradigm of our past reviews. We were novices. I think we're getting better at this. <laughs> so we adapt to what you guys give us. Yes. Catch you later. Thank you. Good night.